morning everybody welcome to the good hope missionary baptist church we greet you in the grace peace joy and love of god our father and our lord and savior jesus christ this is the day that the lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad in it to our good hope family and to all of our friends who are out there who are streaming with us today man we thank god for you we praise god for you and I pray that this worship experience 
will help you to experience God in a real and powerful way and will help you to become all that God wants you to be. Our word for today comes out of 1 Chronicles chapter 16, beginning at verse 8. This is David's song of thanks. Let me just give you a little piece of it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. This is the word of the Lord. And we're grateful and thankful to God that even in the midst of this pandemic, we can still give God praise. We can still give God the glory, not only for what he keeps us from, but for what he keeps us through. Come on, give God some praise wherever you are. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Give an audible praise to God because he is worthy of that praise. Let us pray today. Father, we thank you and we bless you for the privilege to be able to come and worship you. We thank you, God, that you have given us the ability to facilitate your worship in the lives of thousands of people who will watch this broadcast. And God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will be glorified, that your people will be edified, and that the devil will be horrified by what will transpire today. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Be reckless without our permission. Use us because we're here to be used by you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, wherever you are, join in the praise. Listen, I dare you, stand up wherever you are, in your home, in your, uh, in your family quarters, maybe you're in your personal space, in your car. I don't care where you are. Give God some glory. Give God some praise for yourself as our praise and worship ministry comes. Hallelujah. Come on and put your hands together. Give God some glory. We have the freedom to give God some praise today. I want you to say out of your mouth that you are a free worshiper today, okay? Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give your name the glory, Lord. We're free to worship you, God. Bless your holy name, yes. I'm free to dance and sing, free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, yes. I'm free to dance and sing, free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, I'm free to dance, oh yes, come on and say that. Say, Lord, I'm free. Yeah, I'm free to dance and sing. Lord, say, Lord, I'm free. Cause I'm a free worshiper. sing. 
worship Father God, we thank you for your word declares that when we just glorify your name, you will settle us. 
And we thank you, Father God. We ask that you would establish us. We ask that you would perfect us. And we ask that you would settle us. Yeah. Purify our hearts, Lord. Sanctify our hearts, Lord. Yes, yes. Sanctify our hearts, Lord. Oh, Lord, we need you. We need to see you with desperate for you. Now let your glory settle here.
Hallelujah. Well, we invite you right now. It is fellowship time that wherever you are right now, in your living room, be it in your bed, we invite you to invite God in right now. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. Yes, yes. So I know it's a time where we can't fellowship specifically with someone else because of social distancing. But God is great. And it's fellowship time. So we invite you now to just lift your hands and lift your hearts and fellowship with God, fellowship with the Holy Spirit that resonates within us. We thank you, God, for your settling power. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Praise God. Praise God. Wherever you are, you may be seated. Man, we thank and praise God for the opportunity to be able to help facilitate the worship of God in your life. And if you are in your home and you have children, I want to encourage you to go to our website and participate in our virtual children's church as well as our virtual youth church on today. You'll be able to tie in and tap in to what's going on with our children here at the Good Hope Church along with our youth ministry. We're grateful and thankful to God for the leadership of those ministries provided by Dr. Misha Birkins and Minister Justin Pouncil. And we praise God that you have an opportunity to experience this as well. Just a couple of things I want to share with you, Good Hope family and those who are watching. Um, first of all, I want you to keep in prayer the Scarborough family along with the Gantt family. Their homegoings were on yesterday, and we're grateful to God in the midst of this pandemic and physical distancing and all of that stuff that we were able to come together and celebrate their lives. Mother Sarah Scarborough was a member of this church really all of her life and uh, just led this church in so many ways. Um, I had one of her sorority sisters uh, send me a text and, and tell me how active she was in the alumni chapter and just, just how loving and encouraging she was uh, down through the years. And I know it was the same here at this church. She was our church historian, and she kept us in line and kept us remembering the tremendous history and legacy of this church. And so we certainly want to thank God for her and for her memory. want to give a shout-out to our food pantry workers, our volunteers who came out. Um, our food pantry service has increased over 1,000%, 1,000% since COVID-19 pandemic has hit. And what's unique about our food pantry situation, because we're in a neighborhood, we not only can serve people who are driving up, but we can also serve people who are walking up. And this is a tremendous blessing. And as People are still waiting for checks and still waiting for relief, and they're still working through the kinks, and they're waiting for more funding for the PPP program and all of those things. People still need to eat. People still need those basic necessities. And so for somebody who may be watching, if you'd like to join in with us in that project, we would welcome that. Um, there are six ways that you can give here at Good Hope. Five of them you can access through your smartphone or your tablet. And I want to encourage you uh, to give towards that effort, towards that mission effort. Our ministries are still going on, still going strong. 
And if you give and you just label that gift missions, it will help us to help people locally, nationally, and internationally. We're still supporting our international mission work. We're still supporting our local mission work as well. And this is one of our local mission endeavors. And so I want to encourage you, if you feel so led, to join in with us. You know, there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not churches should be meeting and are they exempted from the gatherings. And, and I got a call this past week. Uh, a brother asked me, he said, Pastor, what do you think about that? Th this, this idea that somehow if I come out to church, I have more faith that God can keep me safe than if I stay home. And here's what I want to submit to you. Our faith has never, ever been defined biblically by whether or not we come to a building. Our faith is always defined by putting faith into action. And I submit to you, if somebody says, I have so much faith in the Lord, I'm going to church, but they have more faith in going to church than in being church, then we've got a problem. So I want to encourage you wherever you are, and that's really what this message is about today, encouraging you to be the church that God has called you to be. And it doesn't matter whether you're sheltering in place or not. It doesn't matter whether you're practicing a stay-home order wherever you are in the world. It really doesn't matter. You can still be salt and light even in your home because the limitations of salt and light don't stay in the home. They can come out of your home. And we have a variety of ways that we can make it happen. Social media platforms, phone calls, sending out letters, emails, whatever it is, I'm going to encourage you to be that kind of person in the coming weeks, days, and the coming years because I'll be honest with you, you can make a difference right now. You may not feel like you can make a difference. You may be in a bad place right now, but you can make a difference. And I want you to see that on today. Uh, last but not least, the joy campaign. It's on the way. The joy campaign is on the way. We are going to walk through the book of Philippians and the book of Philippians is the joy book of the Bible. That's what we're going to talk about, how to have a joy-filled life in a trouble-filled world. Joy-filled life in a trouble-filled world. It's going to be a blessing to you. Get ready for it. We'll have uh, announcements on how you can sign up, how you can become part of our life groups, part of our small group ministry, wherever you are, whether you're part of the church or not, you can become part of our small group ministry and get that curriculum and get active in helping people discover the joy of the Lord, even in the midst of COVID-19. Amen. Amen. Now I got to give a shout out today to a friend. Um, man, this, this virtual world has been such a blessing for me because it's given me an opportunity to connect with brothers and sisters from around the country. Uh, I'm in virtual meetings with pastors around the country. And one of those pastors, Dr. Michael Henderson, uh, out of Chicago, shared a thought the other day. We were on a virtual call, and man, it just, it just sparked something in me so powerful. I literally started writing this sermon 
while he was talking, while he was sharing, and he just started talking about the concept. And I said, wow. So I told him on Friday when I talked to him, I said, Pastor, I said, I owe you an offering. I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to give you credit because the Holy Spirit spoke through you. But I'm going to take that. I'm going to preach that Sunday. And he said, well, beloved, God bless you. And so I want to give a shout out to him and want to let him know, man, I appreciate that. And appreciate the friendship of all the pastors that are sharing as we encourage one another through these trying times. The praise team is going to minister in song. Following that, we'll have our word for today. Get your Bible ready. If you haven't done it already, I want to encourage you to download the I Am Hope app. The I Am Hope app. That's an app that you can stream from if you're not doing it now. You can stream directly from our website, goodhope.org. But if you download the app, you can also access the outline for today's message. Fill in the blank and you can fill it in using your smartphone or your tablet. All right. Make sure you stay with us. And if you need to do it the old fashioned way, get a pen and a piece of paper and get your Bible and get ready for a word from the Lord. Come on, put your hands together wherever you are. No, no, no. Don't look at me. Put your hands together wherever you are. Give God some praise and let's get ready to worship the Lord in song. Where would I be without your grace, oh God? I would be lost. So we want to say thank you for your grace. Put your hands together and worship the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Where would I be without your grace? I'd be lost. Your grace, how can I live without your grace? The life I have, I know it is by your grace. I am 
many of you all are grateful for God's grace today? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Song says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Not worthy of anything that God has done in my life, but I'm grateful for his grace and his mercy. Can we just tell the Lord how much we love him right now in this place? Come on, just open your mouth. Tell the Lord how much you love him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Millions of words can't describe the feeling I have down inside so I simply say Right where you are, just lift your hands and tell the Lord how much you love him. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we sing that one more time, y'all? Say millions of words can describe Oh, the feeling I have down inside So I'll simply say, oh, Jesus, I love you, I love you. And this is the reason why, because you first loved me. Come on. Because you first loved me. I'm returning my love back to you. This is my offering, say. I'm returning my love back to you. There is no other love. No other love, yes. Quite like yours. How many of you know nobody can love you like Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Say Jesus. You first love me, say, because first love me. I'm returning my love back to you. This is my offering, yes. I'm returning my love back to you. declares that we love him because he first loved us 
Can we express that love to him this morning, even in your home, wherever you might be? Come on, sing this with us, everybody. Oh, say, I love you, say. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Praise God, man, I hope and pray that you uh, take that song literally to tell God you love him. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this day and for this time. We pray now that everything that we do and everything that we say will be pleasing in your sight. Uh, anoint your word as it goes forth as we preach through COVID-19, as we preach through this pandemic, um, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Many of you have seen the biographical drama film Hidden Figures. It was released at the end of 2016 to a limited audience and released nationwide at the beginning of 2017. It stars, among others, three powerful actresses, Taraji B. P. Henson, who plays uh, the role of Katherine Johnson, Janelle Monet, who plays Mary Jackson, and Octavia Spencer, who plays Dorothy Vaughn. Uh, the character played by Taraji P. Henson, Katherine Johnson is a mathematician who calculated, among other things, flight trajectories 
for Project Mercury and other missions. Janelle Monet plays Mary Jackson, who was a NASA engineer, reportedly the first black female engineer at NASA. It was unheard of during that day and time to have a female engineer, period, but especially an African-American woman. Octavia Spencer, who plays the character of Dorothy Vaughn, is a woman who uh, literally learned Fortran from a library book and took her group of black female mathematicians. They were known as computers. They, they didn't even give them names per se and taught those women how to operate that new IBM system that was responsible for calculating the routes, the speeds, the, the go-no-go points in order to send people to the moon. Now, what's amazing about this story, and, and, and it's a powerful story. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. What's amazing about this story is as you watch the movie, you, you, you get the feeling that the space program of NASA would have never been the same without these women's participation in the space program. But here's what was shocking to me, that as years have gone by, nobody ever celebrated those women. Nobody ever celebrated the role of those women. As a matter of fact, I have talked to African Americans who worked at Nassau who said they had never heard of these women. They looked at this movie in shock that this went on in an agency that they are a part of. Hence the name, Hidden Figures. We, we celebrated the astronauts that flew orbits around the earth and, and went to the moon and landed on the moon and, and, and have gone in the space shuttle and, and, and the like. But, but what about those hidden figures? What about the people behind the scene? Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, well, Pastor, why, why are you talking about that today? Well, I submit to you today that in the midst of this pandemic, there are some hidden figures that we need to thank. I, I was watching in New York every evening at 7 o'clock. People open up their windows, stand outside, and they begin to cheer and clap for those who are part of the medical community, those who are serving on the front lines fighting this pandemic and, and they cheer for them. And, and there are other places where they cheer for doctors and nurses and police officers and firefighters. But listen, I came to the conclusion very quickly that there are some other people that need to be cheered for. See, I've never heard about anybody cheering for supermarket clerks who without masks and sometimes without gloves are packing shelves so that we can receive the blessing of being able to go and find the food that we need. I haven't seen anybody, heard of anybody, maybe you have, who has stood up every night and applauded mail carriers and thank God for those delivery services that are bringing us packages and, and food to eat so we can shelter in place, so we can stay home and stay safe. Today, for a few moments, I, I want to talk about the blessing of having hidden figures, the blessing of having 
hidden figures. See, I'm convinced that each one of us, if we look back over our lives, if, if we're careful to not move too fast, we can identify the hidden figures in our lives. And I submit to you that some of us have the power and the ability to be a hidden figure for change, a hidden figure to make a difference. Our foundational text is in 2 Kings chapter 5. I want to encourage you to get your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, if you have a smartphone or tablet, you can download it from the I Am Hope app, and you can find the outline and follow along with us there. Uh, One of the central characters of this pericope of Scripture is a brother by the name of Naaman. Naaman is an army official. He is well thought of in the land in which he serves. And and the Bible says that, that Naaman had a condition that we're going to look at. But, but while Naaman is one of the main characters, I don't want us to miss the nameless in the text. Because there are some nameless people that God used in order to facilitate the healing of one of the main characters, Naaman. And the thing I want you to get today is that, listen carefully, Their anonymity does not negate the fact that they should be appreciated. See, sometimes when somebody is nameless and they're behind the scenes, we don't realize how important they are to allowing the power of God to move on our behalf. Hence, they become our hidden figures. Four things I want you to see today, and it's right here in the text, that's going to help you to recognize the blessing of having hidden figures. Here's the first thing. Number one, you need to realize favor with people will not exempt you from problems in life. Favor with people will not exempt you from problems in life. Verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 5, the ESV translation of the Bible reads, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and in high favor, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. A great man, a man of high favor, a man of high stature in his community because of who he was in terms of his character and what he had done in terms of his victories. But the Bible says there's a but in his resume because of what he had. He was a leper. He was brilliant. He was respected. He was looked up to. But the text says he was a leper. Now, you need to understand that that leprosy in in this day and time, uh, it was the epidemic or pandemic of the day. And it was the kind of disease that you did not want to get because it would progressively get worse and could eventually take your life. As a matter of fact, if you were diagnosed with having leprosy, you had to live outside of the town. You had to self-quarantine, so to speak. You had to get away from everybody else. And when you had a group of lepers, you had to form, and they formed what was called a leper colony because their relationships 
with those in the outside world had to be ceased. I don't know about you, but there's a whole lot of us who feel like COVID-19 is that modern-day leprosy. It's like, do you have it? Did you have it? You still have it? Can you give it? Can I get it? And because of the lack of testing, because we, we have tested less than 1% of our population here in the United States, we still don't know what to do. We still don't know how to interact. We still don't know how to engage in social activity. And hence, we are quarantining ourselves. But, but here's what I want you to get. With all that Naaman had going for him, the Bible says he was a leper. And, and, and it's important for us to understand that, that our status in life, that, that how other people view us and perceive us will not exempt us from challenges in life. I don't care who you are, you're going to have challenges. We're, we're talking about the disproportionate effect that COVID-19 is having on the African-American community. But, but let's be honest. Let's be real. This is not anything new. We, we have been disproportionately affected by every illness, by every disease, by every calamity, by everything in this world. That's not new news. The question is, will anything change? Will we get greater accessibility to health care? Will we get greater economic justice? Will we get greater social justice? Will things change or will they stay the same? But here's what's important for everybody to know, and I'm sure most of you know this already. No one has been exempt from COVID-19. We're hearing stories of the rich and the famous who are contracting COVID-19. This is not a class disease. This is not a race disease. We may be disproportionately affected in terms of our contracting and dying from the disease, and there are some other issues, but man, this COVID-19 is an equal opportunity offender. It is crossing all lines, race, creed, color, religion, ethnicity, gender. It is crossing all lines. So here's the first thing. If you're going to recognize the blessing of having hidden figures, realize favor with people will not exempt you from problems with God. You're going to have some problems. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some tribulations. But here's the second thing. Number two, you need to realize your blessings can come through the unexpected. Your blessings can come through the unexpected. Wherever you are, I want you to say it quickly, unexpected. Say unexpected. Un unexpected. You need to recognize that your blessings can come through the unexpected. Too many times we miss seeing and receiving the blessings of God because we don't see blessings in the unexpected. We're looking for a blessing from this direction and a blessing is knocking us upside the head from this direction. But because it didn't come from where we thought it would come, we missed the blessing. Look at 2 Kings chapter 5. Go down to verse 2. Now the Syrians, on one of their raids, had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel. And she worked in the service of Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, would that my Lord were with the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his 
leprosy. Matter of fact, let, let me walk you through this quickly. Uh, I, I told you, 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 you got to see blessings in the unexpected. Look at A, 2A. God can bless you through unexpected people. God can bless you through unexpected people. The, the Bible says that this little slave girl from Israel who had been captured on one of their raids, who Naaman took a liking to and gave her to his wife as one of her servants. This little anonymous girl says, I would that my Lord could get in touch with that prophet so that that prophet could heal my Lord. He's in Samaria. I, 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 wish, I wish he could get in touch. Listen, there are times that people in our lives bless us or, listen, can be used by God to bless us. And, and the problem is we'll write off what they say because of the position they hold. How many times would you stop or listen to a slave girl who is your servant. What does a servant girl know? Who would even give her permission to speak? A subordinate doesn't have the authority to share with a superior. Even in the military, a subordinate has to ask for permission, permission to speak freely. And if that permission is not granted, that means your opinion is not wanted. But this little girl saw a need that her master had and shares with his wife. But watch this. Not, not only did God use that little girl as an unexpected person, he, he uses the kings, the king of Syria and the king of of Israel. He, he uses the kings. Now, you might say, well, well, maybe they were expected. Well, the kings didn't have power over medicine. They had authority. And, and you will look at the text and you will see where that king of Israel, when he gets word from the king of Syria, this is one of my, this is one of my main guys. I need you to take care of him. And, and he sends all kinds of wealth to pay whatever is needed to bring about the healing of Naaman. The king of Israel rips off his clothes, man. He's like, man, why are you, like, why are you putting this on me? I can't, I can't do anything to heal leprosy. I, I'd be healing all of the lepers around if I could do that. I don't have that kind of power. The prophet Elisha hears and sends word, unexpected person. Because if Naaman had thought the prophet could heal him and knew where to find him and knew where to go, he'd have gone right there. He wouldn't have gone to somebody else. Even in the story, Naaman's personal servants are used. His servants are used because when he gets mad and he gets upset at the prescription that is given by the servant of Elisha, when he brings word and Elisha tells him what to do, he gets mad because 
It's too simple for him. Naaman literally, because of his pride, stumbles over simplicity because he's having trouble receiving God's blessings from an unexpected person. Anybody listening? Have you ever missed a blessing because you couldn't recognize that the source of the message was actually sent by God? Anybody in here, you, you've been looking to hear God's voice, but you've been looking to hear from God in one way and from one direction or one person, and you've missed hearing God from a hidden figure, from an unexpected place, unexpected person. Watch, watch this. Not only, not only do you have to get ready to hear God from unexpected people, but be God can bless you in an unexpected place. God can bless you in an unexpected place. Uh, verse 12, 2 Kings 5, here's, here's Naaman. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? Now remember the prescription. The diagnosis is clear. He has leprosy. The prescription is unconventional. He, he comes down to Elisha's place, and Elisha doesn't even come out to greet him personally. Elisha sends a message out and says, my master said, go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times. Go down and, and dip in the Jordan River seven times. And can, can't you hear Naaman? What? Does he not know who I am? Does he not know the stroke I hold in Syria? Why, why wouldn't he come out and greet me? Why would he send his servant out here? And then why would he send me to the Jordan, the muddy, dirty, nasty Jordan? Wait a minute. The water, the water in Damascus is cleaner than the water here. And not only is it cleaner, it's closer and makes more sense. I didn't have to come this far. I could just go back home and dip in the waters right there and keep it moving. Naaman missed the fact that the healing was in his obedience. The healing wasn't in the water. The healing was in his willingness to obey the man of God who had received a word from God. Are you willing to obey God even when what God tells you doesn't make sense? Are you willing to trust God even when you can't see the way? Which leads me to the third thing under number two, and that's God can bless you through an unexpected process. God can bless you through unexpected people. God can bless you in an unexpected place. And God can bless you through an unexpected process. Go dip seven times. Naaman said, wait a minute, why did he just walk out and pray? In the name of his God, throw his hand over me and heal me. Why, why would I have to go dip in the dirty Jordan seven times? I didn't come down here to go swimming. I didn't come down here to get wet. I came to get healed. And I need somebody to hear me today. God, 
is not limited by what you think is his process. God has too much to work with. God just wants to see if you are willing to be obedient. Are you willing to be obedient? Let me hurry on. I got to move on. Here's the third thing. If you are going to receive and recognize the blessings of having hidden figures. I told you, number one, you need to realize favor with people will not exempt you from problems in life. Number two, you need to realize your blessings can come through the unexpected. Unexpected people, unexpected places, and unexpected processes or procedures. Here's the third thing. Number three, you need to realize your ultimate help comes from the Lord. Your ultimate help comes from the Lord. When he goes and sees the king of Israel with his letter from his boss at the king of Syria, the king of Israel asked the question, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of leprosy? Am I God? And the answer clearly is no. He's not God. But he has to understand that his ultimate source of blessing is from God. Let let, let me share this with you. When he goes down to the Jordan, the Bible says, according to the man of God, verse 14. In verse 15, he comes back and says, behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. It was obedience to God that positioned him to receive the miracle of God. I got to tell somebody this. Don't don't miss this. Don't miss this. Miracles typically show up on the other side of obedience. Most of us pray and we want a miracle before we obey. We want a miracle in order to obey. And God gives miracles on the other side of obedience. It's when we obey. When we do what God says, then we can go back to God and say, God, I've done what you said. Now I need you to do what only you can do. I need you to do what you promised to do. After everything that happened, Naaman recognized that his blessings came from God. Somebody today, I need you to understand that's the source of your strength. That's the source of your blessings. I don't care who God uses. Your ultimate blessings come from the Lord. You need to follow the Lord's directions so you can receive God's blessings. Well, here's the fourth and final thing. Number four, you need to make sure you say thank you to everyone who played a part in your blessings. You need to make sure you say thank you to everyone who played a part in your blessings. Verse 15, then he returned to the man of God. He and all his company, he came and stood before him and he said, behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. He goes to the Jordan Dipped seven times, comes up after the seventh time, his skin is as clean and pure and soft as a newborn baby. Naaman sees the miracle that has happened, and before he makes his way back to Syria to testify, he goes back 
to the house of the man of God to give God praise. He goes back to give him a gift to say, thank you for allowing God to use him. Now, you could read the rest of the story. Elisha turns down the gift and his servant ends up trying to get the gift on the sly and several things transpire after that. But, but here's the point I want you to make, I, I need to make. The ultimate thanks for everything that we have goes to God. Uh, look at James chapter 1, verse 17. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Everything that's good and perfect comes from God. And those of you who are Bible readers, if you're not, read it when you have time. Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11, there's a story told about 10 lepers. 10 lepers who see Jesus and they start hollering at Jesus that they need to be healed. They say, Master, have mercy on us. And the Bible says Jesus sees them and he gives them a direction and he tells them to go show themselves to the priests. The command might at first seem premature because at the time of them calling to Jesus, they weren't healed. But Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priests. Watch it, because on the other side of your obedience, I'm going to heal you on the way. If you wait to be healed before you go, then you will not obey my command. I'm telling you, go show yourself. And on the way to going, they were healed, all 10 of them, but only one came back and said, thank you. Can I ask you a question? We, we know that our ultimate thanks belongs to God. Why do we have a hard time saying thank you? Why, why do we have a hard time saying thank you to God? See, I'm not even getting to you saying thank you to other people. I, I'm asking you right now, why do you struggle with thanking God? And you say, well, I, I thank God. I, I thank God, Pastor. I pray. I thank God. Do you really thank God? And, and, and are your thanks commiserate with his blessings on your life? Do you thank him as much as he blesses you? See, somebody, you didn't even thank God for waking you up this morning. And he didn't have to do it. You didn't thank God for watching over you while you were slumbering between death and life. But he did it anyway. Have, have you thanked him? Oh, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. You thank him for the big things. Great big things. But we don't, we don't thank him for everything. Thank God for bringing me out of the hospital. But do you thank God for taking away the headache? Right? Do, do you thank God every step of the journey? Now, if we struggle with thanking God, how much more do we struggle with thanking our hidden figures? See, it's not in the text, and I'm not going to surmise what Naaman did or didn't do, but the text doesn't record him thanking his servants when he got beside himself and his pride stepped up. And his servant said to him, Father, if, if, if he had asked you to do something great, 
If he had asked you to do something complicated, you would have gladly done it. But, but all he said was go dip in the Jordan seven times and, and you were offended by that. But you came to be healed. Let's go to the Jordan. It's as if they said, Father, what you got to lose? What do you have to lose? We came this far for you to be healed. If you believe what was said, then let's do what we've been told. Did he go back and bless that little girl, that little slave girl in his home? I don't know if he did or not. But how many of you would agree with me that he should have? He, he should have blessed his servants and said, you know what? Man, I wouldn't be healed without y'all. Thank y'all for talking sense into me. I was ready to turn around and go back to Syria with my leprosy. But because y'all took the time and stopped and risked your lives to challenge me to stay, I want to bless you. I don't know if he did, but he should have went back and said to that little girl, you know what, sweetheart, thank you so much because God used you to be a blessing in my life. And, and I'm just going to close this message by encouraging you as we go from day to day to thank God for your hidden figures. Th thank God for those unnamed people. Thank God for those anonymous people. Thank God for those people you don't know. But they are literally conduits of the blessings of God in your life. Let me see if I can make it plain. When I went to college, um, I had a practice. I, I really wasn't concerned about meeting the president of the university. I, I, I wasn't impressed with the department chair, although I had to interact with the department chair to some extent. But, but I went out of my way to learn the names of and develop a relationship with the hidden figures. Yeah, I made sure I knew all the cooks in the kitchen. And I knew all the servers behind the serving line. I made sure, made sure I knew all of the housekeepers and all of the yard maintenance people. Made sure I knew all the custodians and, and janitors. See, they blessed me far more than the president could have blessed me. Because there were times I got to dinner late because practice ran over. But because of my relationship, because of my taking time to get to know the hidden figures, when other ball players would leave saying, oh man, the calf is closed, I would go down there and I say, hey, Buttons, what's going on? Hey, man, how you doing? Good, man. Everybody good in the family? Yeah. I said, man, is there anything to eat? Man, go on in the back. Man, go on in the kitchen and get what you want. There's aluminum foil back there. Wrap up what you want. Take what you want. Because of my relationship, because of my hidden figures, and I just want to tell somebody, thank God for your hidden figures. Encourage those who may not be high up on the social status, but they are high up on being used by God to be a blessing in your life. Holler out for your hidden figures. 
Uh, let me give you an example. I know the police officers and the firefighters and the doctors, they are labeled first responders and justifiably so. But I want to encourage somebody to thank God for the drive through bank teller who can still get your money to you when you need it. Say thank you to the baggage handler. Say thank you to the bus driver. Say thank you to the cashier and the cook. Say thank you to the custodian, to the deacons, to the delivery drivers. Say thank you to the drive through workers who serve you your food. Lord have mercy. When you're driving through and trying to practice social distancing, thank God for the farmers who are still out there laboring to make sure you and I have enough food to eat. Thank God for the mail carriers who are still delivering day after day everything that you order. Thank God for the manual laborers. Thank God for the metro workers. Thank God for the nurses and the parking lot attendants. Thank God for the sanitation workers who are still picking up the trash that you make to make sure that no unnecessary germs develop around your home. Thank God for the yard man who is still coming to cut my grass. Even though I'm not out there a whole lot, when the rain comes and the grass grows, mosquitoes will start developing. But I have to learn how to thank God for a cut grass. Have I got a witness in here? You've got to learn how to thank God for the secretaries, for the shippers and the produce handlers, for the store clerks and the stockers, for the store managers and the truck drivers, for the ushers and the wait staff. You've got to learn how to say thank you. Even today, in this sanctuary, just a few of us in here, but I've got to say thank you. Thank you to the director. Thank you to the sound engineer. Thank you to the cameraman. Thank you to the praise team. Thank you to the musicians. Thank God for those who are serving in order to be a blessing to you and to the kingdom. I dare you when you go to the store next time and you see somebody stocking a shelf, just tell them thank you. And when they look at you strange, I just want to thank you for what you do. You see, too many times we complain about what's not on the shelf instead of thanking God for the person who's restocking the shelf. Have I got a witness in here? Yes! Yes! I dare you to just start saying thank you. And your thank you will make a world of difference. It'll bless you and it'll bless them. Just the other day, I came out the store and I heard the Spirit of God say, bless her. I don't know why and I don't know what she needed, but all I know is that the Holy Ghost said, bless her. And when I turned her around to tell her God told me to bless her, she saw good hope on my shirt and I saw her name tag and her name tag said hope. And she just started smiling because she received a thank you every day of your life make sure you're ready
recognize the hidden figures and tell them thank you. Thank you for letting God use you. Thank you for letting God bless me through you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. We're not going to make it through this pandemic without those hidden figures. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it without those hidden figures. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate those who are out on the front lines, but let's celebrate those who are behind the scenes. Because without those behind the scenes workers, without those hidden figures, we wouldn't be able to make it where we are right now. Somebody who's watching right now, I want to give you an opportunity. I don't know what God is doing or saying, but but I want you to just recognize and realize that God can use ordinary people. Ordinary people. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing to me. It's amazing that the people we don't want to pay $15 an hour. We don't want to raise the minimum wage standard are the very people that we are depending on right now. Because if those people who we don't want to pay $15 an hour and they are literally risking their lives every day coming in contact with hundreds if not thousands of people We don't want to pay him $15 a day, but our life depends on them. They're just ordinary people being used by God in an extraordinary way. People who justifiably could say, I want to stay home. But they've taken that charge to be an essential worker seriously. And they feel like they're doing their part to help our country and to help this world get through this pandemic. But can I tell you something? Just like God uses them, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. I'm grateful to God for our volunteers who said, you know what? My faith is not going to be defined by whether or not I come to church. My faith is going to be defined in my trust in God. And they've decided they're not going to trust God to come and sit in four walls, but they trust God every week to put on their mask and put on their glove to make sure that hungry people around our church and in our community have food to eat. They trust God every week to deliver groceries to seniors and those who are shut in. They trust God. And you have an opportunity to be used like that as well. Minister Mark Taylor, can you help me today? There's an old song that some of you remember. The late Danny Bell Hall gave attraction in our community. Simply says ordinary people. God uses ordinary people just like you and just like me. And, and nobody may call your name. Nobody is going to stand up and applaud you. But God still wants to use you. God still wants to use you. Sing, Elder. 
just ordinary people God uses ordinary people he chooses people just like you and me who are willing to do everything that he commands God uses people who will give their all no matter how small your all may sing to you you because little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand just like that little lad who gave Jesus all he had how the multitude was fed with the fish and the loaves of bread what you have may not seem much but when you yielded to the touch of the master's loving hand and soon you'll understand how your life will never be the same just ordinary people Just like you and me who are willing, willing to do everything that the Lord commands. Oh, yes, it does. God chooses people that will give him all. It really doesn't matter how small your all might seem to you because little becomes much all you've got to do is place it place it in the master's hand all you have to do is give your everything to Jesus oh yes little becomes much once you place it in the master's hand
Thank you so much, Elder. Man, what a, what a powerful thought that God wants to use you. Um, you don't have to have a big title. You don't have to have an alphabet behind your name. God just wants to use those who make themselves available to be used by God. For somebody who may not know the Lord, I want to want to do something today. I want to help you have a relationship with God. We confuse religion, rituals, and routines with a relationship. God is not concerned about those other things as much as he is concerned about having a relationship with you. I've told you before, there are only two kinds of people in the world, people who know Jesus and people who need him. And if you know him, my prayer is that you've been encouraged today. If you need the Lord, I want to pray a prayer with you. It's called the sinner's prayer, prayer of salvation. It's a real simple prayer, but I want to give you an opportunity to ask the Lord into your life. If we've ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. And I want to pray this prayer with you right now. Just repeat after me as you bow your heads wherever you are. Uh, The question is not really the words as much as the intent of your heart. And if you mean it from your heart, God can come into your life, take up residence, save you. Not perfect, saved. And you can start following Christ. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you sent Jesus God to die for my sins and he rose from the dead I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior forgive me cleanse me And come in and live inside of me. In your name we pray. Amen. Now I believe, I believe by faith if you have prayed that prayer. That you are part of the family of God. Now you have to start walking like you're in the family. And I want to encourage you to find a Bible believing, Bible teaching, Bible practicing church. And until you get back to your church or get back to a church you're familiar with, you're welcome to walk with us through this pandemic. We would love to be able to encourage you. We would love to be able to uh, connect with you to help you to get on your feet spiritually so that you can walk the walk that the Lord wants you to walk. Now, we're going to worship the Lord in giving. We're going to get ready to let you go. Remember, there are six ways for you to worship the Lord in giving here at Good Hope. If you'd like to mail your offering, there are a few of you who are mailing your offerings in. Man, praise God for that. Uh, There are many of you who are texting. You're going to the website. Some of you are using Cash App and Givelify. And I've got to send a shout out to those of you who have just started using electronic giving. There are those of you who were used to 
writing checks and you were here every Sunday. And I got a text message last week from one of the members saying, hey, man, Pastor, this is my first time giving online. It is so convenient and so easy. And it gives you an opportunity to obey the Lord as the Spirit leads you to give wherever you are, not just in the country, but in the world. And so I want to encourage you to continue your faithfulness in your giving. We've got some tremendous things that we're launching in the next couple of weeks. And I need you to know whether our society opens back up or our state opens up, man, it doesn't matter because what we're doing online, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep on making, for example, our small groups available virtually. We're going to keep on having virtual ministry meetings. Why? Because it's just convenient. You don't have to fight through traffic. You don't have to worry about hosting somebody, somebody coming to your house, you going to somebody's house, who's buying groceries, who's buying snacks. No, you just go, for example, in the small group, you just get your own snacks. Amen. And you log in and you are able to share face-to-face virtually with other members of our family. I'm just excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. Listen, we're going to let you go. I thank and praise God for everybody who has made this streaming broadcast possible. I called some of them, our director, engineers, our Uh, camera people, our worship ministry, leadership, the band, just everybody who's here. We got a couple of people who came as support staff and encouragement just to make sure that we got through this today. God bless you in a special, special way. Continue to be who God has called you to be, even in the midst of the pandemic. Don't forget, download the I Am Hope app so you can stay connected with us. To my brothers and sisters around the city, around the state, and around the country, and even around the world, I pray that you will do everything in your power to fulfill your potential in Jesus Christ. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Until next time, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. God is doing something wonderful in you. Let him do it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.